2: And I'm your other host, Uncle Mark Olmstead.
1: Abundance. It's something we all want, right? We see it around us. We see other people who already have it. But for Mm -hmm. many of us, it's as elusive as the gold at the end of the rainbow. So today, we're welcoming back a woman who has the magic touch and is willing to share her secrets. Renee Spears is an abundologist whose business and abundance mentoring helps people experience more love, joy, and money in their life. After years of watching banks take advantage of clients, Renee started Rose City Mortgage in her living room to treat people fairly. She evolved it into an award winning, socially responsible company that focused on sustainability and diversity while donating over $420,000 to local nonprofits. Renee's positive energy, combined with award winning business experience and spiritual wisdom, raises vibrations for you, your business, to open channels of abundance in your life. She's also the host of the Abundology podcast. Welcome, Renee. Welcome, Renee. Hi, thank you so much for having me back, you two.
2: We've been looking forward to it.
1: Definitely. Well, we know that when we had you on before, talking about overcoming scarcity, it has been one of the most popular shows we've done. And so we know that our listeners want more. So I'm first, first and foremost, you talk about yourself as an abundologist. So for listeners who might not have heard the other show yet, or even for those that might have, and and it's just, I mean, it's been like the longest year ever for most of us. So (laughs) remind us what you mean by being an abundologist. Well, an
3: abundologist is somebody who studies abundance and why some people tend to have more than other people. And what we can do to correct that if we happen to be one of the people that um, uh, may maybe have more lack in our life than abundance, there's actually certain things that we can do to increase the abundance in your life.
2: Mm. I got to say just... It, how brilliant is it that you chose to become uh, it, that <laughs> i mean that's just like we, here we are in this abundant universe and world and and we have all these struggles and to figure out what it is that keeps us i think i think that's just the most brilliant career field and choice of of what to do with your life is i've ever heard so
3: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that, and it's it's interesting because most people think of abundance as having lots of money, and they mm-hmm. stop at the money part of it. Mm-hmm. But abundance shows up in all areas of our life. You know, laughter, peace of mind, good health, time in nature. All of these things are abundant that help create uh, living a really great, wonderful life.
2: And how much then of it does come back to? Just spending time doing those things, like spending time in nature, to to create that abundance in your life. And I mean, does it, it? I'm maybe jumping ahead here, but I was just thinking that so many of us get so distracted in this society that we're living in, and our, our our you know news-focused media attention mindset, that uh, that we just lose track of the of of the real priorities. And, well,
3: Well, that's one of the things that I think COVID has been wonderful about teaching us is really allowing us to focus on what is important in our life. And a lot of people are finding that the material things are not as important as maybe they thought they were pre-COVID. And Uh, also, I know, fascinating, huh?
2: So here we are, holiday season. So are you seeing some some evolutions in our relationship to the gift giving season perhaps or
3: yes I think a lot of people now are focusing more on connection and Mm -hmm. family and health and peace of mind the stuff that makes your life rich so much better than a new purse or a new pair of shoes or you know something like Mm that
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. well that's good to see I'm I'm glad to hear that
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I'm I'm really curious though I mean a abundance is all around us in nature. I mean, we look outside and that, you know, there's the trees and the leaves and water flowing and the birds and, you know, all of these things, nature shows us abundance is just there. And yet it's so elusive for us humans in, in so many ways. So what are those things that get in our way? Why, why are humans somehow not as connected I think that we are taught when we're younger to
3: focus on what we don't have and instead of what we do have, if we could just shift our minds to focusing and paying attention on the things we do have, we would be so much more ahead of the game. And you're right, Laurie nature has it down. We have an abundance of of in the Pacific Northwest rain leaves. You
2: know,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, flowers, there's just nature. If you look outside the window, there's always abundance right outside the front door. Mm-hmm. But but when we are in a society that's constantly focusing on the lack and what we don't have and what we aren't and what we should be improving, those kind of those things get stuck in your head. So, you know, we're all human, and being around those thoughts all the time um, can sometimes be a struggle to get out of. So I think a lot of times there's simple things that you can do, like a gratitude practice, but really it comes down to focusing on what
1: you do have and
3: not what you don't have.
1: So what is what then is the difference between – you know, that practice of focusing on what we do have versus putting on the rose-colored glasses and ignoring the issues. I mean, because there is sort of this balancing like, okay, there's no, you know, for many people who've lost a job, for example, it's like, okay, money needs to be handled, but if I'm only focusing on what I do have, I may inadvertently not actually handle the things that I need to handle. So how do I retain the mindset I need to while also addressing the actual 3D world needs that need addressing.
3: Yeah, which is a big deal because we're human and we have human things happening to us. So it starts from your vibrational set point and we all have one of those. um, They're depending on who our parents were, where we were born in the world, our school, all of the things that we learned about abundance when we were younger. So that's kind of the, where we're starting as a set point. So for, let's take your example of losing a job because many people right now can relate to that with unemployment, how crazy that it is. Mm-hmm. So if you want to attract more money in your life, what you want to do is get your vibration to a point where you feel abundant. So if you're focusing on, I don't have enough to pay the rent, I don't have enough food right now, you're focusing on what you don't have. Those things are legit. You really do need money and you really do need food. But the way to create it is to be in a different vibration, a vibration of appreciation. Okay, thank goodness that there are food banks out there. Thank goodness my neighbors can help me out. So we're always want to focus on the positive aspect of it, for the simple fact that that attracts more into your life.
2: Well, and it seems like I was my focus of course obviously with the with the True Sunbeam and and my music and stuff. This is you're you're speaking my language here, girl.
4: <laughs> this is so
2: awesome. And it's it's such confirmation that the the success and the where the award actually I was told where the award came from from the True Sunbeam was that it had this practice built into the book where the the child the, the parent and the child actually get to focus on a gratitude practice at the end of the day and and write the, the brightest shining moment of the day right there into into their own personal positivity journal just before going to sleep and just before you know going into dream time and programming that subconscious and all of these kinds of things so it's just it's really awesome to hear your confirmation that that's that's the way how you would recommend moving forward anyway. And I'm, I'm just excited to be able to, to be hopefully a part of that and, and, uh, and, and seeing, seeing the results of that in, in the experience of people.
3: Well, and the good news about that is it's not just my opinion. Quantum physics actually backs it up. So mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. like it when science, when we have these fabulous ideas about how life should work yep. and then science reinforces them and, and, yep. and affirms this is actually what is working.
2: Absolutely. Well and and you know about Bruce Lipton's story, right? I, I love sharing, oh, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, with, with kids and the the, the the importance of getting it getting that programming in before the age of seven. That's my uh any my, my Bruce Lipton plug. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to minimize that. I just I love it. So, well,
1: yeah, yeah, one of these days we'll have to try to get him on. But uh, he I, I really plugged really him for months. Him. So, but that's that's a, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get
2: there. Hey Bruce, just in case, exactly. <laughs> if you're listening,
1: right, or if anybody knows him who's listening, yeah, right, right. Please. There we go. Yeah. But I'm I'm really you mentioned quantum physics. And I love it when these spiritual principles and science align, you know, mm-hmm. like the idea that, oh, what we focus on, we get more of. And then we go, oh, yeah, there's this thing in the brain called the reticular activator that actually proves that's exactly what happens type of thing, you know, so that's it's there. And I'm wondering if you can explain a little bit more about the science you're referring to that that relates to this well there was a study about 10 years ago and i'm sorry
3: i don't remember the name of it right now while we're talking and it they actually took atoms and like atoms attract like atoms which we know Mm -hmm. and if they are different then the atoms like like actually split apart like far Mm -hmm. apart so they could set the vibration of an atom and and attract any atoms in the area that were like that And so then they did it with people's thoughts. People thought about an object and then that object took on the vibration of what the person was thinking and attracted like atoms. It's just the stuff is amazing.
1: So what the person thought about actually adjusted to match the person's vibration. Yes. Yes. Oh, and wow. we've seen, we've I seen know, that. isn't that we've fascinating?
2: Yeah that, yeah, that sounds real familiar on, on a lot of levels.
3: Very similar to the the uh, water, where mm-hmm. you can put, you know, mm. a label on a bottle of water, like a love label or appreciation. Dr. Emoto. Dr. On. Emoto's studies, yes. Yeah, yep, I
2: love that. He's another guy I'd love to have on, but too late.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But oh man, <laughs> messages in water, that's fascinating work. And and it, maybe you've seen the uh, vibrational patterns that you get just with sand, putting on a sheet of, uh, of, of on a tin sheet, and hooking up uh, the run of vibration through it. And the and the when you get the right frequency, it, it actually forms images, right? Yeah. Just like the, just it, it's there's just wow. so much about the importance of vibration that I don't think we have a clue about yet, or are starting to get there. But it's. Uh, so this is, this is perfect, and we can actually translate that into our own physical lives by the kinds of frequencies you're saying that we're, we're projecting and we're holding in, in, and, and developing in ourselves and our, basically our focus, our points of thought, right? Is that, is that what it comes down to?
3: It does come down to that, to what your thoughts are and actually to the location that you find yourself in. You had mentioned this earlier about being in nature. So mm. nature is a really high vibrating place to be. Mm. So if you ever find yourself, you know, in anxiety or just uneasiness, the best thing that you can do to bring yourself back into balance is to go out in nature. Like Lorianne, like we were talking earlier about, we just look out the window and, you know, there's mm-hmm. so much abundance there. We literally just have to walk out our door into nature to bring us back into balance. Mm. I love How that. How about the
2: ocean? How about the ocean? Oh, the ocean, ocean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: oh, the ocean is one of my it. favorite, favorite places. And so I I have heard and understand and, and have kind of felt the difference, but I, you know, walking barefoot as well on, on to, to ground. Is that to ground. part yeah. of it? It is part of it. So it's
3: all part of it. Mm-hmm. Everything that we're thinking, what we're ingesting and what we're watching, what we're eating, what we're listening to, our environment. If you're living in a place that, um, a lot of people's homes have a lot of clutter in them and junk. <laughs> you know that can also affect your level of abundance and how you feel.
1: What? 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 Are you okay, about so what, what Mark, you Mark you did you hear that? Did I
2: just? No. <laughs> Hey, I'm working on it. You it's are. A you are. Been-
1: I, I, I give you a lot of credit for the downsizing happening and, and that oh. has been happening. And I can't tell you how grateful I am to know that it's happening. Like for me, the space, the space I am in literally affects how I think. And like when I was doing my, my master's work in college, there were times where I'm like, okay, I don't have time to clean my space because there's a paper due. So I would literally just take everything off the desk and set it on the floor so I could have the clean space to think for a while. I love it. That's because a great I, idea. It just needed that. And, you know, I, laugh, I probably haven't l-
2: have had a clear thought for years. <laughs>
1: You know, I tease Mark sometimes cuz he he'll come along he's like, "Well, I got to set this down and your desk is clear." And I've told him like, "No, the desk isn't empty. It holds my sanity." <laughs> There's wow. a difference. That's what good. The- That's real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've had to I've had to train a little bit <laughs> around like, "No, <laughs> I need that." So I love I love that you brought that up cuz space, I think especially in Western culture, we don't really think about space around us as being whether or not we're creating abundance like if there's too much there we're not leaving room for any more to come in
3: yeah in an eastern culture that is a big thing feng shui is Mm -hmm. you know huge in and the whole other part of the world we just kind of forget that here in the united states of the importance of how your home is aligned and how your home feels and how that changes how you feel in the, in the day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, I just think of of my home before I clean it and how I feel. And then Mm -hmm. when it's, everything is clean, you just like, Oh, I feel so good.
2: Well, I really like having things organized and I really feel good about, you know, a space when it really works well with, you know, your interaction, the things you need to do, the tools, availability, the, you know, the stuff to, to get things done, it it really is disruptive when there's too much in the way, and like the space I'm in right now in this packing process. But uh, you know, it's been it, it's been a, a challenging, you know, I'll observe But it's been a good observation to see the, the the how I'm I'm getting to respond in the new space. So. the process
1: that kind of brings up a question then in terms of you know for somebody who has been or is now going through a lot of transition i mean this 2020 has been if nothing else a transitional year even for those who haven't lost jobs i mean just it's like throw everything up in the air and see what lands for everybody on some level And I'm curious, one of the things that I, I heard years ago is that, you know, if you're in transition, maybe it's wise to go through and start redecorating or start, even if it is a clean, clear space, go through and start reconsidering, is this still what I want for the future? You know, does there need to be some kind of adjustment in my space to allow the the future to be attracted? Is that...
3: That is absolutely right on. And, and I tell my clients to start with their clothing because mm-hmm. so many of us have our clothing crammed into a closet and, you know, t-shirts that are maybe pitted out under pants that could, you know, have seen better days. So just starting with what you're putting right next to your body and your skin, mm. it doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to, to be the right thing for you. Mm. And so starting with your closet and your clothing, that is the first place if you want to make a change in your energy that <laughs> that you would get rid of th- some things there.
2: Well, that's that's definitely been one of my biggest issues because <laughs> for some reason, I, I feel like I, I, I must have been planning on all the clothing manufacturers going out of business <laughs> or something. And I decided that, well, I better have a few extra of these around oh. just in case. Oh man and find and now putting all that stuff together it's it's been shocking.
1: Okay, so,
2: I am uh, looking forward to the the, the collection.
1: I have never known no, a I, human I'm being that ever. has as many clothes <laughs> as he does. It's it's beautiful in many ways. Lots and of really, options. I'm
2: fine without clothes. That's the thing. <laughs> That's I, I I don't mind not having clothes. You know, I'm, I'm not that attached to clothing but
1: for okay. some reason I have a lot of So on that note, we need to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) But before we do, we have a great song to share with you from Spook Handy. Spook tells us that Pete Seeger once walked up to him at a festival, looked him in the eye and said, sometimes it's better to start with something small everybody can agree on. He then turned and walked away. What did that mean? Spook wondered. In subsequent conversations over the years, he asked Pete, How do we get everyone to agree on something? At various times, Pete gave him small clues to the answer. First, we need to listen, even to people we don't agree with. The goal should not be majority rule, but rather reaching consensus, getting the whole group to agree. This doesn't mean each individual in the group agrees. It means everyone agrees to support the group decision. When you're certain the group decision is wrong, stand up for what you know is right but be aware of moral certainty. It is often a disguise for vanity and greed. In 2018, Spook set out to record an album of songs that reflected Pete's wisdom. The following song is part of that album. Stay tuned to hear Do It in the Name of Love by Spook Handy right after this. (laughs)
0: Out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voiceamericatrn in our changing world how can you protect the self-esteem confidence and dreams of the children you love in just 5 minutes a day even from a distance to learn more about uncle mark's best indie book award winning kids book his music and resources to support families visit truesunbeam.com and if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Anne Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose, and if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit lauriannerising.com. Become
4: our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. got one mouth. She listens twice before she spouts things out. Uses her brain to figure out how to do it in the name of love. Do it in the name of love. You can hear the world around her sing. Do it in the name of love. Ears, she's got two eyes. She sees the world from different sides and uses her heart when it's time to decide how to do it in the name of love. Do it in the name of love. You can hear the world around her sing. Do it in the name. doubt it's a fact when she points one finger three point right back whatever she puts into the world it goes back and so she'll do it in the name of love do it in the name of love you can hear the world around her sing do it in the name For I mean mine She knows there's times to put the ego aside Work to bring forth what the whole group decides If it's decided in the name of love Do it in the name of love You can hear the world around her sing Do it in the name of love
1: back. You're listening to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. And that was Do It in the Name of Love by Spook Handy. You can find this song on his sixth album titled Songs of Pete, Woody and Me, Volume 2, dedicated to the proposition. Learn more about Spook and his music at www.spookhandy.com. That's S-P-O-O-K-H-A-N-D-Y.
2: The pandemic this year has changed all our lives. For many, that includes job loss, anxiety, and instability like they've never known before. We're here with abundologist Renee Spears, talking about how we can overcome scarcity and create abundance no matter what's going on in our lives. And you know, here we are in the, the, the holiday season. and I'm, I'm kind of curious, are there any gift ideas perhaps that that are that someone could be thinking about that might support this idea of of creating a more abundant life in their family
3: well one of the great things that we talked about earlier about covid is recognizing now the importance of family and friends and connecting with those and a lot of us can't travel right now it's not a smart thing you know, to travel. So my family for Thanksgiving, because that's our holiday, we all would get together and we would cook, everybody would come. So this year we decided to make our pies a couple days ahead of time all over Zoom. So we had, we were all made our pies and we had the Zoom set up there. My mom in Arizona, my son in Mexico City, and then my niece and I here in Portland. And we decided Thanksgiving Day, getting three meals done at the same time was a little too much stress because it's hard enough to get one meal done. So oh, we boy. decided the day after Thanksgiving that we would do leftovers together. Mm-hmm. So there, you, this is an opportunity to be really creative with, with how you want to spend your time. And there's so many things that you can do now, you know, together. There's that Netflix watching party where you can watch movies with, with fam- friends and family that, are, that you can't actually physically be with and talk to them throughout the movie. Like, oh, I hate this guy or this guy's great or this is a fabulous scene. So connection right now is really an important thing. Wow.
2: That's, I just saw that on uh, the Netflix thing recently. That, that seems, that's going to be a cool, very cool little addition to.
3: A little addition. Yeah. The
2: evolution of where we're going here. Yeah. (laughs) Fun stuff. Well, and and so now I want to clarify it. So you're, you're on Zoom and you're, you're doing the cooking. You're actually like, having dinner but you're on zoom kind of thing
3: yeah so we just the zoom screen is up and we just set the computer like it's another person at the table okay you know and in the kitchen we kind of had it set on a bar stool you know different uh so we could see each other actually baking the pie crust and all that stuff it was just fun to be together and you know and and enjoy each other's company that's the fun stuff of life Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely Well, boy, it has really been a blessing to have that technology and, and texting and being able to just have, you know, interactive conversations between my mom and in Yuma and, and and my sister up in Alaska, and everybody just kind of, and my brothers in California. We were just have having talk, you know, conversations all day long, and <laughs> and having those uh, those kind of things going on. It's it's been a neat evolution to see.
3: Yeah, uh, it really has. You know, and you know, for years my family has done free Christmas, so we all have more stuff than we need. Mm. So. Decided years ago that we would do Christmas gifts, but they all had to be free. Mm -hmm. So we had to be really creative and invent, you know, um, and invent things and think of ways that we could honor people. So that was the fun of giving gifts. So, during the course of this we 've had some super cool things. My niece at the time was very young, and she was going to the dentist, so she asked the dentist if she could have free toothbrushes to give everybody at, at Christmas time you know for her. <laughs> uh-huh. and um, isn't That's, that fun? I, healthy
2: at the same time yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I think that I had the best gift though this is years ago when there was the Oprah show. So I was on the phone for days and finally got free tickets to take my mom and my sister to the Oprah show.
4: Oh, you know, so
3: it was all that effort that went into it, and then the surprise of we're going to the Oprah show.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That they would just, have been the winner that year. That First. was
3: the winner that year. But other <laughs> things that we have done is, you know, somebody wrote, a, wrote and played a song specifically for our family. Mm. Um, grandma went through her jewelry that she had had for years and found pieces that she knew that each one of us liked and gave us those pieces of jewelry. Oh. Um, one of my really great friends is an astrologer, and I had her come and do astrology readings um, in exchange for me doing some abundance work for her, she did uh, astrology readings for my family. So you don't need money at this time of year. This is about the connection and being creative and enjoying life and getting back to those things that are, s- are so important to having an abundant life.
1: Oh, That's well, so- I know, I know from my own experience, anytime I'm able to, get into that really super creative mode. Like there are days where I take off just to, I'm like, I just need to create something. There's something about doing that, that just, that's what raises my vibration. There's something about the act of creating that's like, oh, and I could do this and I could do that. And it's just a natural possibility orientation.
3: So, yeah, and so much more enjoyable. You're talking about raising vibration doing the creation versus going to a mall or buying something on Amazon, that the vibe, those are two completely different vibrations. Mm-hmm. And w- as we know, what you put out into the world is what you receive. So I would much rather put out creative, uplifting energy than just buying something really quick on Amazon and having it delivered
2: okay i think we need to underline that a little bit the, the what you put out is what you receive and in an from from an abundologist that's a tough word to say <laughs> it is but <laughs> that i think is a huge component in what we're receiving here and and what we're putting out i think tends to get minimized in terms of our attention and our focus don't you think in general? And I just-
3: do. And I think that, that a lot of that is the lack thinking, that there's mm-hmm. not enough, that mm-hmm. there's not, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, mm-hmm. I don't have enough resources, whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. if we approached it from already that I do have enough, mm-hmm. then and I, ha- I have so much that I can even give it away.
4: Mm. So
3: if that is your act, is giving it away because you have so much, that's your underlying belief And then lo and behold, that just attracts more for you.
2: Right, Mm. right. You know, a good reminder in nature for me that I've noticed comes up once in a while when I see birds outside, you know, they're all just, you know, buzzing around or, you know, picking little things out of the ground and stuff. You know, I'm thinking, I'll bet birds would love to have pockets, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but they don't and they're fine. And they do okay, you know, they're, they're taken care of, you know? And it's like, man, we have so, mm-hmm. we're, we're so much better off, you know, in so many ways to have the, the resources and all of this. And it's, it's incredible that we're, we, we still struggle as much as we do, you know? You know
1: so. It kind of reminds me of that place of going back to maybe learning how to trust The universe. I mean, you know, birds don't need pockets because they just kind of naturally trust they'll be able to find the next worm. They just, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we as humans have not been as good at developing that trust. So we sort of hoard things in case, you know. Mm. Which, So, I mean, it's nice to have a home. It's nice to have things around us and those comfort items. And, you know, I'm not suggesting we go out and be birds necessarily, but you know how do we develop that, that greater trust in the universe to support this abundance process?
3: Well, and that's part of the whole deal, which you're, you're talking about, Lorianne, is it comes back to believing and trusting. And that's why I always put the science references in here, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's so much easier for me and lots of people to believe in the science, that this is how things work. Um, And then it's just a practice when you find yourself, you know, and one of the things that comes up for me is when we saw panic buying for COVID, for preparation for COVID, you know, not trusting as a society, I'm going to look at this as as a society right now. The society didn't believe that we would have enough. So they went out, we went out and we bought all this stuff. And then lo and behold, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough toilet paper. If we had just all Realize that we're going to be fine, there's going to be enough. we're going to trust in the universe. We would not have a shortage of toilet paper or wipes or any of the other stuff that was out there mm-hmm.
1: that is yep. That is a really beautiful example of sort of this. We had a mindset, so therefore we created what we believed right, right? At, at a at a national level. I mean that's right. pretty impressive, yeah. And that kind of, you know, goes back to another question I have about this mindset. Like, how do we, you know, when we're developing the abundance mindset or when we have it, you know, we find ourselves around people who don't sometimes, especially if we came out of a family who doesn't have that and we're visiting for the holidays or talking with them over the holidays. How do we... Protect our mindset without getting so, I want to say defensive that we inadvertently shut it down. I mean, how do we balance holding on to it and nurturing it, even around others who don't get it?
3: Well, this is where your practices, your everyday life practices, come in because you wouldn't want to go into a long holiday weekend with relatives that could be upsetting to you. Unbalanced. Mm -hmm. So before you even leave for the trip, you want to make sure that you have practices in place for you. So you're going balanced into the trip to start to see the relatives or have the relatives come to you. That would be that would look like some sort of a gratitude practice in the morning when you get up. Um, I, for me, use my shower time as my gratitude time where I love my fancy soap and I'm so appreciative I have one water and then hot water and then a lovely towel and nice lotions to put on. So that whole 10, 15 minute shower thing is my opportunity to practice appreciation and gratitude for what I have. So that sets the foundation for your day. And then setting up practices that remind you throughout the day to focus on what you do have. So if you happen to get in the car, I'm always grateful that one, I have a car. Two, it doesn't have flat tires and it has gas in it and it's clean. So reminding ourselves of that. And then when you're around people... We want to bring your higher vibration into the room so you're not taking on perhaps some of their lack or their negative vibrations because you are so solid and strong in your positive vibrations that they're not, they could say anything to you and it wouldn't matter because you're solid and balanced.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yes. Very and, and practiced, I and would. Practiced, add, yes. Like you 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 know what to do in that in that energy, in that vibration that you know started the conversation.
3: And then yeah. recognizing also when we may fall off of that, just right. being aware, like, oh man, you know, I'm feeling a little anxiety around these people. This would be a really great time for me to go for a walk around the the block and balance myself again. So you're not focusing on them. You're focusing on yourself and your balance and keeping it there. And you're taking the number of breaks that you need to, to maintain your balance.
2: How does music fit into this for you, Renee? I would love to know your perspective and what you've listened to. And if, if that's a tool that you, you like to use. And I don't, I don't remember if I asked you before, but.
3: I I absolutely music is so important. I think that this next decade, we're going to find out how important (laughs) music Mm -hmm. and and sound vibration and sound therapy is. I think we're just like on the very tip of discovering, you know, how important these things are for ourselves. I agree. Yeah. So um, once again, I have a relaxation playlist. So if I'm finding myself out of balance, I would go out Put my shoes on, go for a walk, put on my relaxation playlist, and that does it for me hmm. yeah
2: okay what's can I ask what's on your relaxation playlist?
3: You know, I have a lot of the Eagles stuff on there, you know, yeah. That, yeah. A peaceful, easy feeling. Take yeah. it easy. You know those type okay. of reinforcing things.
2: Yeah, lyrical though. I mean lyrics words yeah. that, that have that have messages, uh, messages and and meaning for you. Probably at a time that, you know, it was maybe at a peaceful, more of a peaceful point in life. Yes. In the seventies or whatever. Yes yeah me too john denver 's on my list but, oh
3: John denver yes, I love john denver
2: he, his, his music is just absolute therapy for me i just i 'm
3: mm-hmm.
2: very much familiar with that and so any okay eagles um, any other uh,
3: I also um listen to i have another playlist when I really want to go deep and be more spiritual. And I have a lot of uh, Native American music on there, mm-hmm. a lot of drumming and chanting, and there's something so primal about that. And flutes, the flutes, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, well, we're see, we're I, singing I, the same song here. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. I I love. See, I I use a lot of the instrumental and and even drumming, and when I'm writing, there's something about it that Taps into a whole different part of the brain for me that I just really love using that kind of music in collaboration with the creative side of me. I just, I love that. We're talking a lot about mindset, and it, it's such a foundational piece, it sounds like, to abundance and creating it, and not just for the holidays, but regardless of what's happening, you know, what are some of the additional benefits to getting into the mindset and creating the ongoing habit in, you know, as far into the future as possible?
3: Well, I think mindset is the key to having a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. It, it all, your wonderful life depends on your mindset. So for me, that is the most important thing as I go through the day is choosing activities that balance me, that lift me up, that um, make me recognize abundance. So definitely some sort of a yoga practice, getting out in nature every day, making sure that the things that I ingest, television, music, um, even friends, because some friends can be toxic and you, you can maybe... Not be friends with them anymore or have short little short interactions Mm. with them. Mm -hmm. So really being aware of how these things affect you and then you making the changes in your life. So we talked about a little bit about a gratitude practice. So I have one in the morning. I also do one in the evening. setting my mind right before I go to bed. Mark mentioned that earlier about, you know, listing five things that you appreciate or something great that happened in your day to set your vibration before you spend the next eight hours sleeping. That's kind of adjusting your set point. So if you go to bed worrying about the next day or what's going to happen, one, you have difficulty sleeping, but two, then you're lowering your set point That whole eight hours of sleeping, Mm. Mm -hmm. so there's a whole bunch of little things that you can do that affect your mindset that you don't even know that they're affecting your mindset until you don't do them. One of the things, too, is having plants around plants Mm. and crystals and a clean home.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) We talked about before, (laughs) we're circling back to that one. Good, this is good. Okay, so I. I love having plants around, and I tend to kill them all. So I'm not sure that's going to be quite as effective. <laughs> that's the plants. So maybe pictures of plants. or Maybe
3: pictures of plants. Or water, too. In yes. feng shui, a little water fountain is very, very powerful.
2: Mm-hmm. Plants like water, too. That, that, that might, be, <laughs> might be a factor there, Lori.
1: Yeah, see that I, I I do. I forget to water them. That uh-huh. is the problem. So if uh-huh. I have the fountain there and the plant next to it, maybe they can interact. I'll have to figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that is wonderful. So I, I'm I'm thinking through like okay for somebody who has you know, maybe they, they know these things, but they're really stuck right now because this year has been difficult. Or maybe they're just coming to this and going, gosh, something really needs to change here. What might be the top, say, three to five specific steps that they could take to start getting the momentum moving in the right direction so that they can build on it?
3: I would suggest some type of gratitude practice, whatever that looks like for you. There you can Google. There's a million different things that you can do. Um, is we're talking about concrete things, because a lot of times we fight with ourselves of, oh, I shouldn't think this thought. That wasn't a very good thought. And we're beating ourselves up in our, which doesn't do any good in our minds. So if we wanted some of the things that I would think of right off the bat, cleaning out your closet. Getting rid of your clothes, making your bedroom uh, clutter-free. You spend a lot of time in your bedroom there resting, and if energy is clogged in there, so these are simple things: get cleaning out clothes, cleaning out your bedroom. The big one when I have new clients come to me is your wallet. Mm-hmm. How many? Of, that's this. Your wallet symbolically represents your money. So if you have a ratty old duct tape together wallet, that is symbolic of how you're treating your money. So you want to have your money lined up in your wallet. You want to get rid of all the receipts that are in there, all of the junk, and some sort of a wallet that represents abundance to you. It doesn't have to be expensive. You could, it could be a beautiful homemade one. But when you open it, you feel wealthy. Like Mm. we need to start feeling wealthy from where we keep our money. Mm. So just the, if I was starting with three things, I would clean up my closet, my bedroom and my wallet.
2: That's Mm. very interesting. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Uh, the, The feng shui perspective is, is so amazing. And the experience of the, the time when I have actually experienced it, <laughs> it was <laughs> it stuck with it for a while. It was we, really we,
1: great. we are getting back to that actually. Yes, that, yes, that is, yes, that's the aim and the goal and, and in process, and we are getting to the end of our show. And so Renee, I want to make sure people can find you, interact with you, learn more from you and you know, where, where's the best place to do that? The best place to do
3: that is on my website, which is abundology.com.
1: I highly recommend your podcast. You cover many wonderful, amazing things. And I think if I remember correctly, you might have some free or very low cost ways to learn more and, and stuff on your, on your website as well. So I highly, highly recommend it. Definitely.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me back. I always so enjoy talking with you.
1: Oh, you are a blast and you have so much to offer. Thank you so oh. much for being here and joining us. And we're definitely going to have to do this again. Absolutely. 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 So, Well,
2: happy holidays in the meantime.
1: Yes, yes happy holidays, everyone. Enjoy <laughs> okay. it.
2: So- All right. Thank you, Renee.
1: And before we go, we want to remind you that Mark and I are on a mission to create a world that works for everyone and uplift voices that aren't typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author, musician, or innovator who's challenging old paradigms and opening hearts and minds, we want to hear about it. Let us help you reach our worldwide audience. Just visit RiseAndShineAsOne.com to learn more.
2: We've had so much fun today, and we hope you have too. To continue to create shows like this, we need your support. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's easy. Just visit our website at riseandshineas1.com and use the links on the Contact Us page to find, like, and follow us. While you're there, click on Fan Club to access premium content, music, videos, extended interviews, and more that we don't share anywhere else. All proceeds raised by your membership go directly to creating great content for you and your family.
1: Until next week,
2: wherever you are,
1: there's always time for remembering to
2: rise and
1: and
0: shine. shine. Take care. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining.